The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. And welcome to another edition of Wizards Half. This is mini-episode 43.5. These are the episodes where we go in-depth on all the nitty-gritty details hiding inside the magazine. You know, the stuff we just didn't have time to talk about on the main episode. There's plenty to get into this time around, but first off, a little bit of business. Ooh, there was a bit of a snafu during this Halloween season. Yes, you might have noticed that we didn't celebrate in a big way. We didn't get very spooky. We didn't put on costumes. There wasn't a Halloween special. Or was there? So here's the thing, guys. Uh, We actually did plan a full-on Halloween episode. In fact, we got together to record it. Yes, it was one of those things. I wrote up a whole script. We had the joke. Michael, Steven, and I got on the mic, and we let the Halloween fury fly. Uh, Unfortunately, at the very end, Michael asked the question, so when's this coming out? And as I looked down at my computer, I had to respond, uh, never? Because, for some reason, we had not ever started recording. Maybe we were so anxious to get started. Maybe it just was a true trick. Maybe it was an evil spirit that possessed my computer. But whatever it was, there is a lost Halloween episode of Wizards that will only live in our memories. There's no way we could exude that type of energy again, keep it fresh. And so it is something that you yourselves will have to imagine. But, uh, yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and that's just what it comes down to. But now, it's time we go and check out Cap's Kooky Contests. All right, to start out here, we actually have a contest that's called Contest Mania. It says, how could you take center stage in a wizard contest and win a kickin' 3DO game system? Hey, just turn the page, Seymour, and you're in. I guess I should read that in the proper voice. Turn the page, Seymour! Well, here you are. Now you want to know how to win that awesome 3DO game system. You know, the one with that mega-powerful microprocessor technology, full-screen, full-color digital video, CD stereo sound, and multi-CD compatibility. Well, anyway, here's what you can win. The grand prize, one winner, a 3 3DO game system, including the full CD-based system, one 3DO control pad, and all the cables and stuff you need to get the whole thing going. And hey, it's the very finest in home entertainment. For those who don't remember, the 3DO was by Panasonic, and it was a failed game system because it was way too expensive. You know, there's Neo Geo, and uh, Neo Geo had a little bit more of an edge because they had actual arcade cabinets where people played their games. Panasonic was just like, hey, we could give you awesome graphics. Never quite got off the ground. Most of you have probably never even heard of the 3DO, but you could win it. And here's what they have to tell us about here. Now, how do you win that high-performance bad boy? Well, you gotta use your noggin. 
Morgan and come up with some sort of cool contest we could run here at Wizard. We're kind of known for running some of the cooler contests around, but we can't come up with them all the time. So what we want you to do is come up with an idea for a really cool contest, something that makes comic fans drool with anticipation and is also fun as hell to enter. Like what? Well, we're looking for fresh ideas, but here's a quick rundown on some of the more popular contests we've run. In fact, we've talked about these contests in recent issues, so they mentioned a scavenger hunt, 1001 comic book challenge, the madman costume contest, and sculpt a pit. Yeah, in case you've forgotten, that's the one where you actually had to make a pit sculpture out of meat. <laughs> anyway, those are some of their crazy ideas, but they go on to say, pretty neat stuff, eh? Well, now that you've got an idea of what we're looking for, here's what we want from you. A 100 to 200 word description of your contest idea, including what fans have to do to enter, and possible prizes that they can win. Then slap your idea typed or neatly handwritten into an envelope, moisten and attach a stamp, throw the official entry form below into it, and mail the whole thing off to contest contest. <laughs> that sounds like a little Caesar's pizza. Contest contest. Anyway, hey, we actually plan to use the winning idea in the future issue. That means we're looking for an idea that can actually fly. The entrance should be able to handle the task. Also, get creative fast. This contest expires April 28th, 1995. So yeah, they're just passing it off to you. If you come up with an awesome contest, you get a 3DO gaming system. Hmm, I'd be curious to see who came up with what. But time to get over to that fine print with the legal lingo. Contest is open to anyone except employees of Wizard Press and their immediate families and anybody and I mean anybody who liked the friggin' Street Fighter movie. What were they thinking? So, the funny thing about this is, you might recall just last issue, they were running a Street Fighter movie contest, and here they are trash-talking the movie in the fine print for a contest the next issue. I mean, they're not wrong. At the time, that's how we all felt. Now we can look back and, uh, you know, say it was a campy adventure, but it was no Mortal Kombat! Anyway, on to the second bit of fine print here. Offer Void, we're pro prohibited, regulated, or restricted by law in a manner inconsistent with the purpose and rules hereof. What the hell does 3DO stand for? Let us know, geeks. All you retro gamers, we're waiting to be informed. But on to the next contest. All right, well, this contest is titled Love Bites. And uh, what do we have? Well, it is the same ad or cover image for a Vampirella comic that was upcoming with this like silver lady with a big scabbard and she is basically mounting Vampirella who is passed out on the giant sculpted hand of some sort. So it's kind of erotic, kind of strange. And what they say here is, what would Valentine's be without some passion? That's exactly what hot heroine Vampirella is dealing with these days. She's got a wild new enemy on her hands, the bloodthirsty vigilante vixen named Passion. She starts her killing spree in Vengeance of Vampirella number 12, and our favorite blood-sucking babe tries to bring her down. So what the heck does that have to do with you? Well, since Passion's making Vampy's life miserable, the folks at Harris Comics and Wizard thought it'd be a good idea to have Vampy's fans cheer her up with some Valentine's Day poems and win some mighty cool stuff in return. Grand prize, an original piece of framed art featuring those two scantily clad heartthrobs, Vampirella and her new foe Passion, drawn by Buzz. Second prize, a copy of Vengeance of Vampirella Half, Passion's first appearance, signed by Kirk Van Wormer. Uh, they say, so who do you have to send roses and chocolates to to win this here contest? Actually, what you need to do is write a romantic Valentine's Day poem for Vampirella. You know, get all mushy and stuff. For instance, Vampy, my sweet, you're certainly a sight, but as far as dates go, you really bite. And remember, it's a Valentine's Day poem, so be original and creative. But hey, don't go getting all lewd and stuff, because any and all obscene entries will be 
automatically disqualified. Oh, well, there we go, about 80% of the entries. That's their words, not mine. Also, remember that the lines in your poem don't necessarily have to rhyme. Maybe we'll leave that up to you, geeks. You guys got a poem for Vampirella? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be asking that after all. Maybe you were part of the 80%. All right, let's get into what's being called here that lovely legal text. Contest is open to anyone except employees of Wizard Press, Harris Comics, their immediate families, and that little red-haired girl who's always dissing Charlie Brown. What's her deal? Ding, do, do, diddle, do, ding, ding, do, do, do. Anyway, any entries deemed obscene by the judges will be automatically disqualified. Decision of the judges are final. Don't those boxes of Valentine's Day chocolates really suck? You never know what's in those little candies until after you've bitten into them. And by then, it's too late, and you're stuck eating coconut. Yeah. Kind of sounds a little bit like an alternate take of Forrest Gump's famous line, don't you think? Make no bones about it. This next contest will have you feel nostalgic as we talk about Dem Bones. Whose bones? Well, Fleer and Wizard have teamed up to bring you some really neat skeleton warrior stuff. And all you gotta do to win is make like an arts and crafts student and strut your creative stuff. So, I don't know if you guys remember Skeleton Warriors. Most people probably remember it as a toy line because it had some really intricate and very cool skeleton characters. However, it was also a cartoon series. It had a toy line. I think it even had a tie-in video game. Skeleton Warriors has actually been heavily promoted in Wizard for the last like three or four issues. We just haven't been talking about it. But basically, you know, they've had ads for the various properties and now they've got a contest. So here's what it says. The grand prize one winner gets an uncut press sheet of Fleer's Skeleton Warrior cards as well as a complete set of Skeleton Warriors trading cards. Second prize an uncut sheet of Skeleton Warriors trading cards and third prize a complete set of Skeleton Warriors trading cards. So how do you get your bony little fingers and all that cool loot? Well, you gotta work for it. Here's what you gotta do. Using anything besides action figures, dolls, models, or stuff like that, make your own skeleton warrior. You can make it out of wire, clay, toothpicks, hell, make it out of real bones if you can swing it. Then take several clean, clear color photographs of your creation, no Polaroids, and focus, damn your eyes, and mail them along with the official entry form to Fleer Skeleton Warrior Contest. All right, so it's kind of like the pit contest from last issue. They want you to build a skeleton. But the bare bones legal jargon here, the fine print says, Contest is open to anyone except employees of Wizard Press, the Fleer Corporation, their immediate families, and that Bill Jemis fella. He's one cagey polecat. Alright, so at this point, Bill Jemis, my understanding is he was at Fleer. Of course, he eventually became a bigwig over at Marvel, was very instrumental in launching the Marvel Ultimate Spider-Man and the rest of the Ultimate titles. But it's very interesting here that they're just talking about him as the trading card guy at this point. Alright, next... Offer void were prohibited, regulated, or restricted by law in a manner inconsistent with the purpose and rules hereof. What kind of weird machine must they use to wrap all those individually wrapped slices of American cheese? Bet you it looks like something straight out of Willy Wonka. Mmm, 64 slices of American cheese. Alright, on to the next! And wouldn't you know it, now you can win with War Child. Uh, Stephen, Michael, if you're listening, 
Remember, I'm just reading straight from the magazine. This isn't me. I don't have to put money in the swear jar, do I? To help kick off the debut of Rob Liefeld's new Maximum Press comic book company, your buds at Maximum Press and Wizard have teamed up to bring you two full loads of wild stuff. The grand prize, an original piece of artwork from War Child No. 1, signed by Chap Yap, a copy of War Child No. 1, also signed by Chap Yap, and a War Child poster signed by the whole War Child gang. Second prize, a copy of War Child No. 1, signed by that Yap fella, and a War Child poster, signed by the crew at Maximum Press. Third prize, a War Child poster, signed by that funky Maximum Press team. So how do you win already? Simple. Just answer trivia questions on the official entry form, try reading War Child No. 1 for a clue, then fill out the rest of the form and mail it off to War Child Contest. Alright, well I have mentioned on a past episode, I actually picked up the first few issues of War Child because I just had to know what was going on there. This is definitely a very Star Wars style image they have for the poster they're showing off. But the official War Child entry form question is, who is the Black Knight's master? Couldn't tell ya. Is it Monty Python? Your arm's off! It's just a flesh wound. All right, so getting into the legal lingo here. Contest is open to anyone except employees of Wizard Press, Maximum Press, Extreme Studios, their immediate families, and people who think they created cable. It's the 90s, buddy. Offer void were prohibited, regulated, or restricted by law in a manner inconsistent with the purpose and rules hereof. Hey, are them war child fellas the same guys from that previous story in Wizard number 23? Again, something we have mentioned and discussed, so someday soon I will be giving you a review here on one of the mini-episodes of War Child. Alright, one more contest here. Now this is another team up between Marvel and Wizard, all right? And as we've learned, this is not going to have any funny business in the fine print, but this says, win the Sorcerer Contest Supreme. Just answer the five Doctor Strange questions on the coupon correctly, and you'll be entered into a drawing to receive one of ten subscriptions to Doctor Strange for one year. And as if that wasn't just what the Doctor ordered, all entries are automatically submitted to our mega cool grand prize drawing where you can win ten subscriptions to any Marvel comic plus a pulse-pounding piece of the original Doctor Strange artwork from the book. Second prize is a Doctor Strange Marvel Masterworks, signed by Stan Lee, plus your choice of four subscriptions to any Marvel comics. Third prize, Doctor Strange Marvel Masterworks, signed by Stan Lee. So this is another situation just like last time around with the Captain America contest. You want to get that Stan Lee autograph on a Marvel Masterworks collected edition. You don't want 10 subscriptions to any Marvel comics titled, but this is part of Marvel's Doctor Strange Month celebration. And I have not seen any major discussion of this, but several months back, I picked up the issues that they are talking about here because this is where Doctor Strange basically like dies and is reborn as like a younger Doctor Strange. And I've always wanted to know what was going on there. So I've read a few of the issues. I'm hoping to get through the whole thing so that I can report back and give you my thoughts. I've been waiting for it to pop up in the magazine, but it hasn't. These are the questions though that I'll have have to answer as I'm reading along. What is Dr. Stephen Strange's middle name? Who did Doctor Strange recently defeat to regain the title of Sorcerer Supreme? Who were the Ancient One's three protégés before Doctor Strange studied under him? Which of Doctor Strange's magical servitors was charged with the task of gathering mystical artifacts? Whom does Wong think the winged creature called Chaos will be, or Shaos, X-A-O-S? So there it is. Those are the questions, and yes, 
Check back in soon for more of my thoughts on this era of Doctor Strange. Hey, it's time for the Top 10 Heroes and Villains of the Month. All right, well, I'm just going to read down the list and jump right to the more of the month because I'm so curious what they have listed there for us. But, of course, at number one, we have Spawn. At number two, we have Spider-Man. At number three, we have Wolverine. At number four is Gambit. Number five is Batman. Number six is Superman. Number seven is Pit. Number eight is Lady Death. Number nine is She. And no Vampirella this time around, but number ten is Robin. So let me read about Robin. If you cover up the Boy Wonder's hair, he's the spit image of Hal Jordan. Well, the Drake Meister, who's also auditioning for the leave in Sound of Music, the hills are alive with the sound of Gotham, is hotter than ever, thanks to his massive involvement in the Prodigal storyline running in all the Batman titles, and his encouraging support to Nightwing Batman. Do we call him Nybats? Also, awesome storytelling by Chuck Dixon constantly keeps the boy wonder involved in Batman's whereabouts, so the continuity, you know, DC's strong point, is really solid in those Bat books. Alright, now it's time for Mord of the Month. This time around, sticking with that bat theme, it's Bat-Lash. I remember having a DC Who's Who issue that was in the bees, so it had like all the different bat characters, and I remember Bat-Lash coming up here, and I'm like, you mean he's not in any way tied to the Batman continuity? Well, here's what they have to say. Oh lord, where the hell do these pieces of swill come from? Bat-Lash? What a fruitcake! This here flower-stiffed cowboy, Bartholomew Aloysius Lash to his friends, was brought up by his dad to be a tough guy, while his mom taught him the more refined things in life, so basically, he was a tough pansy. After his folks' farm was swindled out from under them, good old Bat went down that revenge route and ended up killing a crooked deputy in self-defense. He quickly became an outlaw and fled. When he returned home, he saw his old shack going up in flames and found out that his family had been murdered. Bat Lash almost rhymes with jackass if you say it fast enough, eventually avenged his parents' death and spent the rest of his days roaming the countryside, seeking peace, yet always encountering trouble. Now, there's a real hero for you. Why, if I met him with that paisley vest and that fragrant flower of his, he'd have no problem beating me. I'd never hit a lady. Wow. So basically, they're just getting on him because they think he's a wuss. He doesn't look like your traditional cowboy. And yes, in the picture they've selected, he's a stiff and sub sort of daisy. But what are you gonna do? It was the old west. You had to have a gimmick. You had to set yourself apart. Ah, 
Batlash. Somebody tell me, I have a feeling he has been redeemed at some point in some time-traveling adventure. But there you go. And that does it for this episode, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed our exploration of the finer points of the magazine. I hope that you are enjoying the main episodes as well. A lot of people are actually reaching out. They want to be on the show. They want to talk some 90s comics, so you're more than welcome. we got plenty of episodes of The Wizard Files in the works, and we hope that you are getting ready to enjoy your holiday season fast approaching. But be sure to stay in touch with us on Twitter at Wizards Comics, on Instagram at Wizards underscore comic. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're hoping to find some time to put some new videos up soon enough. Of course, you can also help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You know, occasionally you get a stinker on there, and we would love to really improve our score and uh, do what we can to find more folks that are like-minded, that love to talk about 90s comics and that nostalgia. So, until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.